What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? Tell me why you're shaming. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. I will never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the Dive Bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, Episode 1. Again, I'm at Ref Marsh. We're at WTR the show. And this is Thursday Night Chaser with my co-host, Miss Amanda Jane. What's going on? Oh, you know, it's the huge. It's a really weird, uh, weird week. And, you know, I'm ready for it. There's some really great wrestling. Some not so great wrestling. Yeah, this was a weird one. I felt like every show had like hits and misses. Pretty mm-hmm. like I don't think I walked away from either NXT or AEW feeling completely like what a banger that show was. You know what I mean? Both shows exactly. I was all like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's how I felt. That's how I totally felt, and I don't know. Maybe because I think this was the first time, and I don't even know, quite a long time that. NXT was really meh. And it's kind of sad because it was that uh, 2.0 anniversary. So. Yeah, it felt a little yeah. weird. Did feel a little yeah. bit weird. Yeah, uh, Justin Times coming time. through saying cheers to the dive bar. Cheers, Mr. Justin. Speaking of cheers, I'll tell you up front what I'm having. I'm having Capacana. I'm having some of the uh, Cabernet by Carmela's Wine, Capacana. If you go to nice. capacanya.com, you can order yourself up some of your own. Uh, this is like the old label. They got a new label now with like a much more floral that's pretty cool. But classic yeah. labeling. We keep it around. Nice. We age it. It's really good stuff. Really smooth. Nice. You had some too, didn't you? Yes, I did. And, you know, let me tell you, if you go to Sonic and buy, sponsored, not sponsored, buy the plain slush with nothing in it just the slushy thing that's like it the, it's a little sugary mm-hmm. and you put some of the wine in oh it's very good yeah very good i will tell you huge fan and especially if you had when they did i think it was last year when they did the kind of like faux alcoholic ones like the fuzzy navel oh, yeah, yeah. the sangria which I really think there was some alcohol in those because they did taste like there was alcohol in them. But nice. you could recreate your own. Awesome. That sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Sounds great. Yep. Uh, we've been keeping an eye on it. We want to get more. But we mm. didn't go get more wine. To, so we try to always keep a, at least one of each bottle there, but they haven't restocked their mix pack. So we're wondering mm. when the next little batch is going to open up. But we keep an eye on Got it. What it. are you drinking? What's in your glass? I'm right now, I'm starting with, I'm just starting with regular Coke, but I will be, I think we're going to bring out some soju in a little bit. I don't want to start with the soju because if not, then maybe halfway through this whole thing, I might be drooling and on the keyboard and you'll just see the top of my head. So yeah. So got to try to keep it, uh, I try to keep it a little, you know, somewhat sober for now. Do you want to tell us the birthdays, and then we'll get into some of this, uh, some of this Abs- news dropping? 
Absolutely. And there was one I forgot last week for uh, yesterday. So my New Japan friends, if you are a member of the Bread Club, and if you know what I'm talking about, you definitely know my, who I mean. The leader of the Bread Club, uh, the uh, ever-loving uh, uh, Sadashoshi Kojima, and I totally did that wrong, but Kojima, I know how to say. He had a birthday yesterday, so happy birthday. I hope it was filled with lots of different types of bread. Yes, and it is not appropriate to throw bread at him when if he's doing a New Japan show in the states. Don't throw bread at him, please don't. Uh, Same with um, uh, Shikeshda. Don't throw cinnamon rolls at him. He'll even tell you just give it to me beforehand or after. So, way to his heart is a cinnamon roll. I'm bringing him some cinnamon rolls so when I see him in November. But anyways. Birthday, birthday, birthdays. All right. So let's wish, uh, first of all, happy birthday today, Teddy Long. Yep. Alahala. Alahala, yep. player. Happy birthday, man. Um, one of the baddies, Kira Hogan, celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday with her big old long blue nails and her long blue hair and mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you either love this guy or you hate him. We obviously know how I feel about this guy. Happy birthday, Jim Cornette. Oh, yeah, happy mm-hmm. birthday. Very controversial figure, but we will wish you a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it in, I don't want to say protest, but I do it just, you know, you're not one of my favorite people. Uh, let's see here. We've got, uh, I don't know, were you an all red everything person? Uh, I sure was not. I not sure really, not. but... On her last run where it was like pink and all that, mm-hmm. I think she did a really good job of leaning into her character and leaning mm-hmm. into the internet hate. Like she, she kayfabed really well. And mm-hmm. So I was impressed what she was able to do around her without her ability because she obviously wasn't going to carry in ring matches to, to, classics you know what i mean but she does enough character work on such a good level that i mean dewdrop is still very popular and still called dewdrop because of a lot of yeah. work that was put in early on you know what i mean yeah oh yeah that's true very very true but girl happy birthday from your old stomping grounds in coco county she actually born and raised not that far from where i live and not that far from where i work so happy birthday Renee Young, happy birthday. Oh, happy yeah. birthday. Love, still love that tweet. Still love that tweet she sent out to Ty Mello. Keep your, um, your cheap-ass shoes off my husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice to know you recognize that they're cheap shoes. Yeah, they are kind of cheap there, girl. I'll agree with you on that one, Renee. I do like Renee. I enjoy her. Yeah, but Vogue is uh, a good deal, man. Yeah. Get one, it's a good deal. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, Arn Anderson's having a birthday this week. Very cool. Happy birthday, Mr. Arn. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, another one from childhood. I remember seeing him at a con recently, and he looked kind of rough. Yeah. Well, recently, like I'll say two and a half years, maybe. No, three, more like three. Looked kind of rough. Yeah, he goes to a lot of those, and I, it's kind of funny that people give the the issue with like Lonely Virgil at the cons because I feel like Grumpy mm-hmm. Hammer 
is the whole yeah grumpy hammer too. yeah he always looks grumpy he does he always looks like he's in a bad mood and doesn't want to be there well then don't be there bro don't be there it's okay nobody you know no one's putting a gun to your head you know um i would like to say that i think he's on a uh, an impact now but former um roh superstar Rhett titus happy birthday he's really good people so wish him the best over there um another one that is having a birthday um and it looks like uh hold on ricky morton god damn i love the rock and roll express i know they're hanging it up soon or maybe is it just as a team they're hanging it up or uh, they, they can't keep going but yeah it's one or the other yeah yeah I'm, I'm really glad that we got to see them when we went to nwa i'm really really happy that i got to see them say that um because of all the years i've gone to wrestlecon they've never wrestled at wrestlecon that i've gone mm. to so yeah so i thought that was really great that i was able to see them yeah that was cool and a great yeah, team I thought... that, they, that they lost mm -hmm. to as well yeah absolutely absolutely um another person who's having a birthday let me go through my little list here because i don't want to forget people that's so rude of me um i'm saving one for last well these are people i don't know who they are girl from japan and i don't recognize the names so finally um i'm gonna wish someone a very happy birthday who i'm a huge fan of i'm not a fan of the way he's being booked again but he you know, he did work with Stokely before, so they have a history. So, happy birthday, all ego, Ethan Page. That'd be some good. Ma that I'm excited to see him versus Miro. I am. I, or wait, no, he, Miro doesn't have the. Wait, which title does Miro have? Miro doesn't have any title. Oh wait, I'm thinking. Never mind. Pac has the All Atlantic one, right? Why did I think Miro had that? I don't know. I'm on. Yeah, crack. But Ethan's not going for that either. Orange Cassidy's going for that title, and Ethan. Oh. Ethan Page is going to go for the fucking uh, against Danhausen. No, 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 no. But when he they when Stokely did that promo yesterday, oh, yeah. I thought that that was what his sights are. But he's getting Danhausen, first of all. Which, yeah. you know. All right. Yeah, but whatever. Either way, happy birthday, Ethan Page, Julian. As played by Julian, I still really wish that. Um, I hate seeing him in this like faction bullshit kind of things, and you know, and I really do miss the North. Said it on episode one. I'll say it till my last breath. I miss the North. Hmm. And happy birthday, everybody! I'm loving we're getting toward October because there's lots of October birthdays. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. I'm winking. That's suspicious. Yeah, I know it was very suspicious. It's real suspicious. Very suspicious. Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot In the chat, he does say that uh, he would pay money to watch Renee beat up Tay, which. I would too. Yeah, shall we? Shall we start a fund? I mean, part of me has always said that if I ever won like an obscene amount of money in like a lottery or i got an obscene amount of money i've always wanted to do i wanted to book a show obviously with the people that i want to see but have some of these really like funky matches mm. that would be one of them 
that would be one of them. That would be great. Uh, he also I'd says say. all Virgil wants is this Olive Garden breadsticks and meat sauce. Do you don't forget the meat sauce? Yeah, don't forget the meat sauce. Let's see. Uh, Bishop says, cheers. He's going to be listening while cleaning the house. Sorry to Thunder Rosa for stealing the gimmick. That's true. That's Thunder Rosa's thing. Yeah, that is uh, Thunder Rosa's thing. And just in time. So what I was thinking and going to wait to say, because um, we'll get there. We said, God, that Stokely promo was really bad and confusing. <laughs> it was, uh, it was no. a rough patch. There we'll was a lot to. of bad, bad, bad and confusing promos that, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then Bishop does say the North needs to go to WWE, dominate, then become single stars. Um, that's terrible wrestling takes for you, buddy. Yeah. That's what I don't know. Over. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I will say this. Okay. Ethan Page, you know, was in that whole Evolve click that where you got a lot of the people, like, during the times of Chris Hero and, you know... Gunther and you know Zach Saber Jr. All those guys, right? But obviously he didn't catch Hunter's eye for whatever reason. Why I don't know, but yeah. So yeah, I get the impression there's something more to it too. Because that's the other thing is when he first showed up in AEW. I mean, when he first showed up, it wasn't. It wasn't the world of the of the the bloated roster at the time. Like it was right at the the getting to that point right and so the thought mm -hmm. was like oh we'll be able to he'll really be able to get the shine he's gonna be able to talk he's gonna start doing all these things and i kept hearing all this stuff about what makes him so good mm -hmm. and i feel like i see and hear less about him now than ever before in his career like yeah. so i don't know i don't i mean people tell me he's very good and i trust that they believe that but i have seen nothing in the past probably two years that's made me think that yeah not a it's not intended to be a knock on the guy, but yeah, I've seen nothing. I mean, think about the two, like, what was it, two, three weeks ago he came out and he cuts that promo saying, oh, I'm going to get my TV time now. I'm sick of sitting back there and not getting my time and cut that weird promo. And mm -hmm. they're like, all right, now you're off TV for two months. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's weird. And it's like, it's sad because, you know, he moved his whole family from where he was at, like outside of Toronto. Like he, I think he lives like an hour outside of Toronto. And he moved them to the States. And it's like, for what? You're not really doing much. I mean, I think the whole Dan Lambert really hurt him. Yep. Hurt Scorpio Sky. It hurt both of them. Yeah, and, destroyed Scorpio Sky. Where's he yeah, at now? He, he's injured, isn't he? All right. Well, I thought he hasn't been around. But, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, we... If you if you only like certain people, that's who you're gonna see. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm accustomed to that because obviously whatever. But I don't know. Is what it is. But I just I feel bad for him. Now he I think he did wrestle the other last uh weekend or the weekend before that, maybe at the Mall of America for first wrestling. That's um Eric Cannon's um promotion. And that looked kind of cool because Man, four levels of mall looking down at a wrestling ring. That's fucking cool. Or three levels. I don't know. I've never yeah. been to the mall in America. Thank God they didn't book Luke Hawk. Or Janella. Jumping off or the... Or Janella. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, because Luke yeah. got hit famous from jumping off that one-story mall. Yeah. You know? If they put him in a four-story, he'd be like, I bet I could do it. <laughs> No, Janella, yeah. You know who would also try to try 
to jump off of it would be Sammy Guevara. But for some reason, I don't know, Tony Khan's like, no, no, don't do that. They won't even let him jump off a cage like to practice when they have it. Just let him do it. Let him kill himself. It's okay. You might be Darby. better off. Darby. Darby probably would. So. Well, Darby would actually, I mean, that'd be safer. But when you're showing him going to, I guess there was some BMX thing. I don't know what it was, but some oh, like X so Games weird. looking shit. And then he's like, on. I didn't realize it was him on the bike. And then all of a sudden when he takes his helmet off, oh, and I'm like, you're going to die. Okay. We're going to see one of these things and it's not going to be good, dude. I don't know what the hell Tony's problem is, but no, That's dude, weird. we don't. Yeah. The, it's too weird. It's too weird. Yeah. But cheers mm -hmm. to all the birthdays. Cheers. Uh, and Colcabana was on that that show. The uh, mall one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he always wrestles at first wrestling. I think it'd be cool to go to, but yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's talk AEW since we're already like in it. Might as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I pulled up the Rampage results, and um, yeah, did you even watch Rampage? Kind of. Yeah, I don't. There's nothing on there that looked like worth talking about, unless you tell me there was. No. All right. Uh -uh. Um. Oh, it did say Samoa Joe was going to talk. What's Samoa Joe doing? Well, Samoa Joe kind of, you know, came out and, you know, it was really weird because it was almost like the crowd didn't really know who Samoa Joe is or why he's important. But... Maybe you it was know, also 10, I mean, 10 hours of TV. They record for a long time. It could have just been towards the tail end, and it could have just been like, okay, we get it. It could be, but, you know, but I would think, because, you know, they're over in, if I'm not mistaken, weren't they on the, the East Coast in that, you know, ROH land over there? Yeah, but I'm just saying, I don't know that it's you know, that they didn't know. They might have just not have been as excited. They might have been a little blown out as a as a crowd. Well, that's why they need to come to the West Coast because everyone's bored of that shit. As we yeah. announced the um, one millionth Chicago show yeah. yet again, you know. So I'm like, did Samoa Joe. So I saw that Samoa Joe's got a match next yeah. week or this rampage, I think, mm -hmm. where he's tagging with Hook. Did that happen here on this rampage or no? Like, did that conversation start here? Did Hook come out or anything? Not with Samoa Joe. Okay, because yeah, now we have Hook yeah. versus Hook and Samoa Joe teaming up against two other people. I don't know who, but now, I didn't uh, know that that was even happening. That's weird. Okay, okay. Right. well, that's very random because Hook, they showed a training montage and he was with um the big white guy, yeah, Action Jackson or whatever his yeah. name is. Yeah, and He's they're supposed to be, doing, yeah, they're supposed to be doing something next week at the Arthur Ashe thing, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. What? I could have sworn someone posted about it. Well, it's weird. All right. Well, yeah. I think you're right because I do think there's that. Maybe it's on dark or something. I don't know. But apparently they're teaming or something. I don't know. Why just, waste that on dark? Sense. Why are you wasting Samoa Joe on dark? Oh, wait. That's a Tony Khan booking. Never mind. I digress. Never mind. Yeah. Yep. But uh, they're sure, I will say this this is a takeaway. They're sure pushing ROH lately. Throwing yeah. the name out there. ROH. ROH. Because I think he's facing who? Josh Woods, I think? Yeah. I think huh. so. 
which I like Josh Woods. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Joe's facing Josh Woods on Rampage coming up. Yeah. But I think the problem, the thing is, Tony, you know, I know he's waiting for a deal. Okay. But after what happened backstage and all out and all this shit, I don't think that people are going to be tempted to want to pull the trigger on another one of his shows. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I'd like to see more ROH. I mean, New Japan was in their stomping grounds over in Vegas at Samstown. And I'm like, I'm not saying, oh, I want ROH because, you know, I would love for them to go back to some of the old venues that they used to go to. Yeah, Vegas was always a fun time, twice a year. Always good time. Yeah, but, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm not seeing saying. the match. I think it might have been someone fantasy booking or something, but maybe not. It's just hard to tell when they do so much stuff on other shows and it's just buried and stuff. It's hard to see. Yeah. And, and when they have all these nonsensical pairings and storylines anyways, it's impossible well, to you... discern people making jokes or making yeah. their own graphics and it being real. Like, Yeah. You get a lot of these role players who are, who are like role playing whoever. I don't know how you role play on Instagram. Don't oh, get, yeah. I don't get that. But they they do that quite a bit, you know? Yeah. But I will say this as a person who does fantasy book quite a bit, I've had many, many a booking actually come into fruition. So yeah. I'm not saying continue to do it, but you never know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if someone just made the graphic or not. It's just impossible to tell. It could have just, uh, but I was gonna say, what does Hook have to do with Samoa Joe? That's what I was asking. So uh, Justin does say Rampage, not worth talking about. No surprise. He goes talk about bad crowds. Albany last night was pretty bad. Uh, he goes the only thing I know about Hook teaming with anybody's action Bronson uh, with uh, Friday. Yeah, well, let's talk the show then. Uh, it did open up with um, it opened up with Moxley and Guevara, right? Yeah, that was right away. Mm -hmm, but. Do we want to rewind before that happened? And that really shitty promo? That's part of this whole thing. Yeah, the uh, the lead yeah. into the match was Sammy Guevara rattling off like a screeching little child about a bunch of nonsensical shit online. And I saw some people tweet uh, tweeted out, and they're like, oh, look at Sammy really going off the rails here. And, oh, man, Sammy's off the handles. And then the rest of everyone else was like, this is really bad, right? It's not just me. And I was... I, I had no intention of watching it until I finally saw like a couple people in a row in a row say like this was much worse than I anticipated it being like even with people saying it was going to be bad I didn't think it was this bad and then when I watched it I thought it's not even like you could prepare yourself for how bad it actually is it was so bad this was like middle school wrestling promo it was awful I don't know how you cut that and then you go, yep, that's good. Put that out. The world should see that. Um, he thinks he thinks he's so full of himself. And his wife is all obviously full of him too. Gross. Um in more ways than one. That's just gross, period, because the whole talk about someone who's not attractive. Anyway, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and I do not behold any of that shit. But anyways. Um I don't know. It, it was it was bad. I mean, I think a lot of people right now think that they're like Ricky. They can be Ricky Starks. 
okay and have this fueled anger but even sometimes with ricky it's, it's a miss mm-hmm. it's his last that one promo the the last one he cut with that kind of the yeah it's like that was not that great mm-hmm. i mean it's rare when you don't have a good promo but that really was not that great so i don't know why everyone you know there's this bratty entitlement kind of thing going on in the promos and yeah. it's kind of stupid it was so. stupid and it was really bad yeah but then again it. i'm also the per- same person who's saying okay this guy fat shames eddie eddie punches them in in the mouth you know which anyone probably would have i would have done it too i actually probably would have strangled the guy like homer simpson and bart like <sighs> yeah but he gets you know, no punishment, but he gets a match, a title match in a tur- a match in a tournament for a title, where the same person already had said some not very sensitive things before and had sensitivity training. You would think they would have learned something. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Is he making uh, time mellow blow Tony? Is he doing the, you know, is he doing the dust with Tony? I don't know. It just, I really wish people would see some of these inconsistencies and the favoritism. Because that's not how you book a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand the booking of, of Sammy, but he's one of those favored people is all. Uh, the match pillar. itself, though, was like, it was okay. It was. I didn't think it was gonna be uh, very good going into it, but it actually wasn't bad. Like they worked out pretty well together, better than I expected, you know. And then the whole thing kind of falls uh, to pieces when they try to have their overbooked finish, like they always do. Uh, mm-hmm. But just one on one, Sammy and Mox had a pretty decent chemistry together. I really so wanted him to kill him, but you know, that was just me. Is that your commentary on the match? Yep. Well, no. The other thing, the other part of it too was Sammy's always bitching about his the back of his head looks like um, a map because he's had so many stitches and whatever. Of course, to his own doing, I was waiting for Moxley to split his head open. There's another one, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but didn't happen. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Moxley wins. Thank God. I was uh, getting worried there for a minute. I was like, please, no. Please, no. But then, of course, it set up what uh, I think you had said on episode one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I called it from second. I saw it. But yep. But all his tournaments are like that. All his tournaments are always in a way where you know every – like you, he shows you the bracket, and you know exactly who the last two are going to be, and you know exactly who's going to win in that match. Like – Tony's never done a thing that was a surprise. So who's winning this one then? Between Mox and Dan O'Brien? Well, mm-hmm. if you've got a, a MJF coming out the other side, I guess the thing that it would make the most sense for it to be Daniel Bryan, but mm-hmm. Tony might be absolutely in love with Mox right now because of everything going on. And the idea of it going back on a Mox is not a shock. But I don't see you giving MJF the chip at this point without the intention of having him win the title. Like, how many times will MJF lose his chance at the title? This is going to be his third chance, right, for a title match? Yeah. Third one? Because 
Yeah, like you can't have him lose every title match when he's your most popular person in the company right now. And it happens right after here, right? MJF, uh, they, they make some sort of stupid thing in the back. Oh my God, MJF's in the back. He's demanding a microphone. Better stay tuned. What's going to happen next? And you're like, I, well, it's going to happen next. He's going to come out and talk. Like, what do you, it's the, it's the MJF promo segment that we get every week. What are you talking about? It's always sex segment two. What do you, what do you mean? What's going to happen? I feel like AEW needs a Kevin Owens out there to be like, am I the only one who watches this? Am I the only one who pays attention? Of course the ref's going to come out right now. You know what I mean? Head out of your ass. Yeah. Get your head out of your ass, Shivani. Uh, but, so, MJF comes out. I liked his promo. I think he does bad heel work. And I don't mean that he does a bad job of staying in character. But he's not a clever heel. He's not no. a clever bad guy. When the And the crowd loves him so much that they kept cheering for him and chanting him. And because he's not great at being an actual heel bad guy and he's mm -hmm. a play heel and it's very, very clear, he doesn't know what to do other than to yell, shut up, or you guys are ugly. He or pointed at a dude and called him fat. The camera pans to the dude and he's flexing and the dude's bigger than like half the roster. Like the dude wasn't fat at all. He was jacked and he's like flexing at MJF. Like, what are you talking about? And you're like, that's a good point. What are you talking about MJF? This dude's really quite fit in comparison to your entire locker room. Uh, so it was just also weird and misplaced. That's what I mean. Like he's not good at being clever or getting the crowd upset. The not crowd in that way. Them Cause they're supposed to, you know what I mean? They, he yeah. says, I hate this town and they go boo. But if you watch other heels like Corbin's and even Roman and and mm -hmm. like you can watch them do the stuff where they come out, the crowd's cheering and they say a thing that makes them go like, oh, what a dick. No one thinks that about MJF. They go, ha, 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 yeah. he said the fat joke again. But I will say this. Okay. He is not a clever heel, but he's clever in other ways. Mm -hmm. Real example here. He conned me into buying one of his shirts. At an indie show. Yeah, because he's how the nice. fuck that? No, it wasn't him being nice. Yes, that's it was. playing a character it... to someone who expects you in character is playing nice. When you go to no, Disneyland... I wasn't expecting to be in character. No, I wasn't expecting that. Everyone's expecting that, like, Amanda. You'd be the no. only person in the world who didn't expect that because that's his whole gimmick is that he stays in gimmick. Well, I know that that he stays in gimmick, but it was yeah. funny because he was watching me talk to his quote unquote father. Cole Cabana, and uh, he was like, "So why are you bugging my dad?" And I'm like, "That's none of your damn business." Yeah. <laughs> and we were just talking and whatever, and, and I don't know how he guilt tripped me into buying a shirt, but I actually, at the in hindsight, I'm like, because I complimented the shirt, I said, "I think it's great that you have fake Burberry on your T-shirt because it looked like you were wearing a fake Burberry scarf." Uh -huh. And this is better than you. And I'm like, yeah, with your fake Burberry. I'm like, oh, that's great. Ha <laughs> ha. But I got caught into buying a shirt. But hey, you know what? I mean, because mm -hmm. he's he's Mickey Mouse. When no, you I wouldn't go... call him Mickey Mouse. Yes, he's like he goofy. is. No, he's, he's not Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse for sure. No, when you go not. to to Disneyland and you bump into Mickey Mouse and you hand him a marker, he signs Mickey Mouse, and you go, hot damn, that was great. Because it's a no. fucking random kid in a random costume. Like, he's playing I know Mickey that. Mouse. I and know MGF that. And MGF does the same thing. I know that. 
Bishop makes a good I point. Know. He's laughing. He says, Amanda trying to say she didn't get worked while describing the work. It's true. Yeah, I totally got worked. I totally you got, got worked, work. and that's totally fine. Got work. I totally got worked. <laughs> but, you know, but he that's was clever in how he did it, though. Yes. I, what I'm saying is he was clever in how he did it. Yeah. Yes. I know he's the guy that he lives the character. Then there's some people who, you know, you're like, oh, he's living the care. You know, he's the character. Punk? No. The guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Here's the difference. Uh, Justin does says this was probably the most pointless MJF promo. Him bringing up the Mox alcoholism while Mox had been sober made MJF look dumb. Plus, he kept trying to yep. get cheap heat way too much. Yeah, that's what I mean. He was only going for cheap yeah, heat. Yeah, bad. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I actually even, I think I retweeted it this past week. There was uh, someone had posted uh, the first time a mascot was ever thrown out of a baseball game by uh, Tommy mm -hmm. Lasorda from the Dodgers got pissed and called him and like called the, the umpire over and was like, get him out of here. Because the mascot was sleeping on top of the dugout saying that those guys were boring, right? Oh, Mascots are Wait, hysterical. What mascot was this? I don't know. I didn't recognize him. He was a weird-looking mascot. He looked kind of like a – I mean, he looked like a giant Muppet. It was great. But he was like an orange okay. thing with like a big nose. He looked almost like um, oh, almost like a damn. gorg from the Fraggles but like thinner necked. Oh. It was just weird. I don't know who he was, but I'm sure someone knows. Oh. When you said orange, I was hoping that it was Crazy Crab or some bullshit like no. that because Crazy no. Crab was around. So Lasorda – gets him thrown out and what's great is you see the mascot get up and the mascot knowing i mean it's just a dude in a giant costume right and that's mjf mjf is this dude in a costume he is mickey mouse he is a mascot he stays in character and gimmick and you laugh at it so this dude's the in the mascot thing gets all upset but like he's sad upset so he's hanging his head low he's like shrugging his shoulders all big like <sighs> like getting all upset and you see Lasorda, the camera cuts back over to him and you see him turn around and like, yeah, you better get out of here, you stupid son of a bitch. It was so fucking funny to watch a coach get so mad at a mascot. But that's what I mean. And uh, Kuro's in the chat. MJF was firewood without fuel. <coughs> MJF's out there playing a character and it's so heavily a character that the only problem with me with this promo is he starts with the difference between me and Mox is I'm not playing a character and Mox is. Yeah. And then he might as well finished the whole thing with a bow and said you're welcome everybody acting like mjf is as phony oh, as it aaron gets. stevens yeah aaron stevens yeah which is also fine because that's what people are paying to see people want to see mickey mouse i don't and they cheer him like he's mickey mouse and then he goes oh i want them to start booing so he literally would call out the town and they would cheer more because they're like yay that's the gimmick he says mean things get it ah well, maybe they don't have him come out to, to uh, if they ever do San Francisco or Oakland, someone might shoot him. Um, no, they wouldn't. They would hug him. Amanda, I don't think you get it. <laughs> they love him because his character. It's like when you go to the yeah, restaurant. Yeah, but you're, also like, in the, you're kind of like in the ghetto, you know? They, the yeah, one the ghetto person expects there. Him. No, he's, the ghetto he's not only doing really anything talks. unexpected. It's like when you go to the restaurants where it's like the gimmick of this restaurant is the waiters are really rude to you. And then people oh, like that record restaurant. it. And, yeah. That's MJF. He's the one okay. everyone laughs at because he's calling you a name. Like, ah, he did the thing where he calls me fat. Meh. So clever. So he's such a good heel. He's the biggest baby face on their roster right now. And what I'm saying is I don't know if that means he can suffer a ton of losses going for that title. So we have to figure out, are they willing to give Mox the loss to MJF? Or are they willing to give Daniel Bryan the loss to MJF? And I'll be honest, well, 
Daniel Bryan's got a lot more losses under his belt since coming to AEW than Mox. Yeah. That shocks me. Yeah. Which then begs the question, not that Tony would ever think about it, but could Mox suffer a loss to a Daniel Bryan who's lost a lot only for Daniel Bryan to lose again? Mm -hmm. Or would it be better for Mox to win and one of his few losses is against an MJF? Um, Yeah, no, no. I think, I really think that maybe, because Mox did say in that one promo, he was going to go on vacation. So maybe that's the justification of, okay, he'll lose one because. Yeah, he needs that vacation. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll do a whole bunch of stupid shit behind the ref's back and make it look like whatever, like they did in this match. Uh, Justin does says, just look it up. The mascot got thrown out was the Expos mascot. There you go. Mm-hmm. Just in time coming through with the Grim Reaper type knowledge. Uh, but yeah, so MJ cuts this big long promo and then, then fucking brings out Stokely. He starts putting over Stokely real hard. And then Stokely His comes out friend. and drags on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think of all this? Well, what I did like it was like you thank you, Tony, for dumbing it down for people who don't know who Stokely Hathaway is, don't know the relationship. Whatever. I thought that was great. Um, because I'm pretty sure Tony really didn't know who Stokely Hathaway was. All that mm-hmm. all he knew he was from WWE and they parted ways. Yeah. That's all he knew. You know, yeah, probably. So, yeah. So I'm like, okay. And then you bring out your whole thing. So I guess they did sign Big Cass. Oh, I'm sorry. Morrissey. God. Talk about, we don't need another fucking big guy that's stupid. No offense, Jake Hager. Doesn't say shit. No use for you, dude. Yeah. No, there's no use for you. If you maybe put on a Triceratops suit and fought with luchasaurus that might be kind of cool but no not interested not interested yeah the irony is that it's w morrissey and it's more like an l (laughs) 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 um i knew that was coming uh it was tucked away and then the ass oh i'm sorry not ass boys anymore they're ass men the ass man that's dumb and who else was up there? I oh, Lee Moriarty. Them. Why? Yeah. Why? Run far away, Lee Moriarty. You're so much more talented. Now, I've been asking myself this question, and I'll ask mm. you this, Marsh. Um, do would you say if you were to look at a Lee Moriarty and a Daniel Garcia, who who is one for you that's more interesting? to watch and you can kind of get behind a little bit more so uh, i mean it's hard to say because i haven't seen almost any lee moriarty at all so he's uh-huh. very static to me right like he's, okay. he's been on AEW TV like twice and he doesn't say anything he's never shown any form of character or charisma whatsoever so yeah. if i had to pick between him and daniel garcia well daniel garcia is the only character that i know at all i don't like him mm-hmm. But he's the only one I know. Like, as far as I can get behind, sure, I've seen enough of his matches to know that it's probably going to be a decent match. 
with Lee Moriarty, I don't know who the fuck he is. I don't know if he's any good. I've seen him a couple times. He walks out there with headphones on, so I don't know if he even cares that he's there. He's got a very much like a hook essence about him without the tough guy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also fine. It's probably like an introverted thing that he's doing and whatever, but it's not enough for me to get attached to at this point. Mm-hmm. If he If he never came back, I would have forgotten that he was even signed. You know what I mean? Like he's been on yeah. so little. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. I mean, I think maybe I'm I'm taking it because I've seen both of them live quite a bit. Probably seen Lee Moriarty live more so than him being on AEW, but I will say I've seen if you want me to base it off of non AEW television, Lee Moriarty mm-hmm. is a much more interesting interview than Garcia. <clears throat> I've mm-hmm. seen a bunch of interviews of both of them because of things of uh, because some of the jobs I've had, mm-hmm. and uh, I never look forward to getting another Garcia interview come across because he's table. dry, right? Because he's and pretty dry. Full of ego. Yeah, he's okay. all ego and like for as much as Punk wants good. To shit on right. Page for yeah being too egotistical to say he doesn't need help. Garcia's been saying that for years. Mm-hmm. Since since the before he signed AEW, he was like, "Yeah, I'm main event ready. I don't need to listen to anybody." And you're like, "Oh my god!" Well, <laughs> first time I saw him, he was certainly not. Yeah, he still isn't. Yeah, but he thinks he is, so it's fine. No, no, there's uh, other people coming up that are better. I also thought that the between the two promos back to back, I didn't even get halfway through Stokely's before I was just like over it and left the room. It was just boring and long, and it, I'd already just heard MJF say a relatively long promo, too. Mm-hmm. I just felt sad. I felt sad for Ethan Page. Yeah. He doesn't deserve yeah. the shit, the, the shit booking. Yeah, and then they did, uh, and then in the back, they showed uh, Luigi Primo making his pizza, and Ethan Page did a absolutely horrible kick to Luigi where he made zero connection and it was clear as day and then Luigi fell over he fell over like a kid pretending to fall over it was a really Mm -hmm. bad sell as well it was a mess I was like what are we doing like did no one is this not a pre-tape like they should do more pre-tapes that look live and they should redo them until they look yeah Barbez was was just like okay (laughs) You can yeah. look on his like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know who this pizza guy was. It must be an East Coast thing. Oh, Justin says the whole the whole we're a faction when MGF needs us and not when he doesn't is so dumb. No point for this faction to even exist if that's the case. Was that the idea of the firm? That they're only a unit when MGF needs them? Like I said, I got Maybe. spaced out on it pretty early. He's a friend who has a network and connections to make anything and everything happen. And you wish you had a friend like him. All right. Yeah, I don't know. And this was a mess. You tell me what you think about it. Because I'll be honest, after that, we got to Jungle Boy versus Jay Lethal. And I paid so little attention to it. Uh, the Hook and yeah. Action Bronson training video I did watch and thought it was pretty cool. Put together well, it looked good. I don't know that makes me excited for the match, but I like the video. Yeah, the video was nice. I was like, oh, did Ricky Starks direct this? Oh, dude, after after last week with Action Bronson, 
and hearing about him and stuff and realizing I had no idea who the fuck he was and apparently he's a rapper. Oh, I didn't know that either. No. So I pulled up some of his biggest hits. Don't waste your time. It was awful. And he sounds terrible. And all of it was... It was like middle school shit. And recorded. It was. Well, I mean, the production was poor, too. It was crazy bad. I don't understand how he's popular for that thing. But I will say, in this world, him teaming with Hook and him training, he looked like a badass. And he sounded tough. And I was like, this is... Like, I could latch on to an Action Bronson as a wrestler in this environment. Yeah. But I'll never listen to another one of his songs ever again. No. This is, this is Tony's Bad Bunny. Is this Bad Bunny? So Bad Bunny's like... I mean, it's all in Spanish, but it sounds good. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. A lot of these modern people, I have no idea who the hell they are. No clue. No clue at all. You know? So, I don't know. All I know is that, like, I think probably this will probably make me really old. But do you know how excited I am on the Chris Jericho cruise that Quiet Riot is going to be on that fucking boat? That's pretty cool. I, think I, I don't know. I love me some '80s hair metal, so I'm. I'm yeah, I worked a show not that long ago with Quiet Riot. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Just bang your head. Yeah. Mental health will drive you wild. Uh, God, they knew it then and now. Did, anyway, did you think anything about the Jungle Boy Jay Lethal match? No, I just it was really interesting that Jay, uh, that Jungle Boy was trying to do. Um, was he trying to do the? Was it the kill switch or was one of other? One of one of um christian's moves and i can't remember which one and it mm. failed and i'm like okay he failed in I'm, his execution or it just didn't work failed in the execution great yeah <laughs> i couldn't tell you what it was which I mean, led to it didn't work i i started watching a lot of aew uh where i turn up the volume in the one room and then i uh poop with the door open so i can hear it that's how i uh consumed this god oh boy (laughs) can producer lady edit that out because that's way tmi and i noticed people have to you know i'm getting him in the scene I did laugh, though, when they said Jungle Boy getting a win over Jay Lethal was huge and sets him on pace, a much different Jungle Boy than we saw at All Out. And it made me laugh because I was all like, no, Jungle Boy still beat a jobber. It doesn't mean he could beat the guy who beat the shit out of him last week. Jay Lethal has won almost never on TV. I don't. He's a jobber. That's how I that's how I perceive him when I see him. Oh, uh, Jay Lethal's in a match to so someone else can win. Great. Jay Lethal couldn't beat Ric Flair, and he's fucking 79 years old. He so... wasn't supposed to beat Ric Flair. That wasn't supposed to be... No, it wasn't about him. Because, come on, do you think Ric Flair's last match, do you think Ric Flair's going to go on his back? No. Come on now. Do you think an, Do I think an 80-year-old shouldn't win a fight against people in their 20s and 30s who are supposed to be trained fighters? You're damn right. Absolutely. This is fake, though. This is fake. Okay. And they make it look that way. And that's just like Mickey Mouse. Okay. Going back to Mickey Mouse and MJF. Okay. Who, who is Jay Lethal? It. If MJF's uh, Mickey Mouse, who's that make Jay Lethal? Uh, Jay Lethal would be. No. I mean, Goofy is a total ca- jobber. No, 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 no. He would be one of those characters you could care less. It's kind of exciting to see when he's there because he's not always around. But like when Huey, he's Dewey there, or like. Louie. 
No, they they, they don't even have those anymore. They were around a lot when DuckTales was there. No, you know who he is? He is... um... Slinky the dog. No, they don't have those ones. Okay, he would be the equivalent of... Okay, so you know how like the Mad Hatter and Alice Mm -hmm. walk around Disney quite a bit? Yeah. He's the white rabbit. You never really see him. You see him like in parades, but you don't see him out and about. Well, it's because he's in a hurry. Yeah. That's his gimmick. Not he's really. The little stopwatch. He's like, Yeah, I know. I'm late. I know. I'm but... late. He's always Yeah, late. but. Yeah. But you know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 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 Uh, Justin says Lethal's last win on TV was against Dax Hardwood weeks ago. Cheated uh, Justin, to win. I would yeah. say also look at that. There's a good possibility that was not only his last win, but his first. No. <laughs> He's won one, maybe two. Not on TV. Maybe on YouTube. Well, if it's on YouTube, then he's won a bunch. Uh, he does say that it was the kill switch he tried to, uh, but got nothing out of it. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, my hearty, this was a lot of... You know, for a show that we used to complain that would have like four matches that took up 40 minutes, mm-hmm. this show only had like four matches and they equated to 40 minutes minutes like there's a lot of backstage stuff and in-ring talking and such yeah i'm scrolling through and i was like god damn where are the matches not that much there weren't that many not that much Mm-mm. the matt hardy thing weird but okay i had nothing to say about that one i was just like oh okay yeah so, i forgot you were second. around yeah and then he's like i want to match with with darby and even in his eyes, you could tell him. You could tell when he's like, "So that's why I'm challenging you to rampage." You could see in his face he was like, "I guess." Like he said it that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, he was like, "Oh god." He was like, "I'm trying to come up with a reason, guys. Work with me." But it was all right. It was fine. He's gonna have a match with Darby on a show that I won't watch, and that's probably fine. Sure, Darby's like Is king that- of rampage. Mm-hmm. He's on rampage every week in a match. Now, lately, yeah. Mm. But remember, for a while, he wasn't. Mm. No. Uh, he was all, all about stinging him on uh, Father and Son on uh, Dynamite. Oh, yeah, it's true. He was Dynamite for a I while. I guess maybe that's getting old for people. But that's what happens when you don't give us the snow anymore. Okay? That's yeah. what happens. Uh, Justin says most of uh, Lethal's wins are probably on Dark, Dark Elevation, and Rampage. Again, who cares about any of those? Yeah, that's my point. Like, if I only see you on Dynamite because I don't watch Rampage or YouTube, then I only know you as a jobber. So when you come out and they're like, oh, what a win, I was like, why? That guy only loses. He's not that good. You know what I mean? Like, in a kayfabe sense, you're not very good, dude. You lose all your matches. You're bad at this. You know, in a reality standpoint, he's very but good. But then there this. are some people who are really bad at it. Well, Dan has people it. who are winning who are very bad at it. They'll win. You go, how did no you comment. win? You're very bad at this. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Hobbs comes out. He beats the shit out of some random dude in three seconds or so with okay. one move. Uh, and then Ricky Starks has himself an Undertaker shield-like entrance where he comes from the top, but takes as much time as he can. He does the uh, simplest fake out on security ever. Gets in the ring and then busts that Will was not Hobbs. Slick. It yeah. wasn't slick. No. He just went, huh, huh, and then gets in, and the security just goes like, ah. Oh. 
Nothing we could do about that. <laughs> well, you know. Don't don't go around me. You better not. That's my security what, impression. Well. Okay, you know why he took a long time to go down the stairs? Probably he's wearing okay. slides. No, he had actual the loafers on this <laughs> okay. time. I was like, that's what I thought at first. I'm like, oh, you're wearing the slides? I get it. Right? Taking you forever. Then when he got the ring, I'm like, oh no, his he had, you know, they were shoes. Mm -hmm. It's because like when you get that forward momentum, and sometimes in arenas, the stairs are kind of steep when you're going down. You got a big old booty. So that's like freaking, wow. you know, the weight, weight distribution. Gotta, weight distribution. You can't be yeah. just bum rushing down the stairs. Because look at the shield. Those guys didn't have butts like yeah. that. You know, that's a that's like maybe an extra like, I don't know, 10 pounds back there, you right. know? like totally hey, roll down or you know if yeah you take so your, your sammy guevara hate and bias out of the equation sammy mm -hmm. guevara got good or bad butt bad bad butt okay it's flat there's no butt there's flat. definitely not flat there's no. right when tay comes out i challenge you to go back the camera was right up his butt and i was like oh. damn what's going on damn over here? what I was like, I wonder. I I thought you were gonna enjoy that moment, regardless of no. hating on Sammy. No, Same. it's not me hating on Sammy. That's not a butt. There were some that Ocean Spray had. He does not have a good butt either, and it's not because I don't, don't like him. He just does not have a good butt. I think okay? you have a dude butt bias. I'm just gonna say. No, I don't. I don't. You know who's one of my favorite wrestlers? Zack Saber Jr. He has no ass. Okay, Cole Cabana. I love Cole. There's no fucking ass there. No, uh, please. Trunk. No, it's more like, I don't know what it is. When All I know is this. Like when they were handing out a lot of things in life, Colt was not in the line for a lot of things. No, Colt's built like a Lego man. You know what I mean? Mm, no, because Lego men aren't that wide. Really? Yeah, they but yeah. they're boxy. He's not boxy. Yeah. Yeah, he's I, don't know. I, I don't know. Well, oh, yeah. anyways, but like a Jay Lethal coming down. Not Jay Lethal. That guy's got a big old booty. I'm going to get my first Colt DM just out of nowhere being like, dude, you talked a lot about my ass. <laughs> no, Colt was like, don't encourage her. Yeah, yeah I know. Sure. I'm like, yeah. But even he will tell you he doesn't have a butt. Mm. Uh, but but which, yeah, so. What yeah. do you think of this Ricky Homps thing? Because I was actually surprised that they were going back to it because I thought that they were really going to move on. Uh, do you think they're going to give Ricky the win over ha Powerhouse in the next in the next go around? Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm thinking. Nothing at all out. Nothing. No. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay. So first of all, um, I think it's kind of dumb that the last two weeks Hobbs has had these little skinny, real tiny people. That he's just basically, you know, one and done, boom, right? And what also was hilarious was before Ricky came down, right, his lip was already bleeding. I'm not saying he, you know, whatever, but they, I was like, why is your lip bleeding? And then when Ricky came down and then they were, I'm like, oh, I see. So he prematurely bit his lip, I think, or whatever, to make him bleed. I'm like, come on, Will. You know better. But again, it's another thing of, oh, this is Tony Khan. We need blood. Yeah, but it looks There's good. It blood. looks good when it's just that little bit, you know? You, oh, shit. But 
But still, it was like, I'm sure that little guy, unless, you know, you bit your tongue or something, that little fucking dude who weighs like fucking maybe a buck and a quarter, you know, I'm like, I'm sure he didn't cause your lip to bleed, bro. Yeah. So I was already like weirded out by that. And then the whole thing, though, with Ricky, it was like, okay, you cut these really weird promos lately of, oh, you know. The whole out, all out thing. Oh yeah, I lost. Blah, blah, blah. You know, who cares? Like, the factory. Those are all jobbers, bro. You know, you're. No one, no one cares. The only thing is with this Hobbs thing is that you shouldn't have been fucking bitched out, bitched out like that. Yeah. No, you should have gotten something in. You have gotten some shit in, but not that whole thing. So I think either. It goes one of two ways. If he loses to Hobbs again, forget it. He has no more career. Quit trying. Yeah. There, at least. Or if he gets the win, well, what's it mean? Where do you go from here? Because there's too many, too many mouths trying to get fed and too many people who want a title or too many people who want this or this. They want to be on TV. You want to be on this. You want to be on that. And Wh- one of the big things that AEW said early on was they weren't going to do 50-50 booking. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't just go over here and get Ricky his win back. I honestly think that, as much as it sucks, I think you double down and give Powerhouse the win again. I think you make Mm -hmm. it a much more difficult match on Hobbs. I think you have Ricky fight much harder than he fought in All Out, and you get a few of those real close calls where Ricky should have won. And I don't Mm -hmm. think you make Hobbs cheat or anything, but you maybe have Ricky slip. And then Hobbs gets the win. He takes advantage. You know what I mean? Like takes advantage of the opportunity, uh, but doesn't need to cheat to do it. And I think that you just have a better outing and a better match. But I think that you still have Hobbs win. I I do. Yeah. But then it's like, well, what do you do to this guy? You know, where do you go? Whatever. You can go back to. You could join the firm with Stokely. You want to be bad. I think what he would probably do is he'd open his mouth enough thinking that um, Cody would help him out to greener pastures. Yeah, I think. But at the end of the day, but the end of the day, though, you know, if you couldn't do it on your own, then. Yeah. I do think that Ricky's put on a lot of size in the past six months. He has. He's massive. He's very, um, he's very vascular, if that's yeah. the term people like to use. Yeah. Which I'm like, but one thing's for sure, that booty's still there. Yeah. I feel like is it bigger? he could come no. in and just beat the shit out of Gargano. That'd be good. Anybody can come in and beat the shit out of Gargano. What are you talking yeah. about? They're pushing I want him to come like in... crazy, though. But I, crazy. I would love... I know, but I would love for him to like kill, like beat the shit out of people like Austin Theory. No, because that's the big one they compare to right now. Is no, oh, Ricky and Austin Theory. Did you watch Raw? No. Everything you're saying is completely opposite of what we saw on Raw. This is why I'm saying it. Kevin Owens just cut a massive promo talking about how good Gargano is in Theory's face. Gets in Theory's face about the whole thing. Oh. If you want to bring in Ricky and give him a splash, I mean, they're putting over Gargano like crazy. They put him on After the Bell. They put him on Ryan Satin's podcast. They had Johnny co-host The Bump with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens takes half of his promo to talk about how good Gargano is. 
they want you to believe that Gargano is the second coming of Shawn Michaels. This is the greatest <laughs> single wrestler of all time. You must uh, be having a fit because you're like, no, I yeah. don't see this. <laughs> yeah, I'm yelling. I'm throwing things. I will, though, suggest Gargano did have a match with Chad Gable, and it was very good. I hmm. could not believe it. I was. I Did you at any point in time ever think Gargano might be a chain wrestler? No. Me neither. I think he might be. And we never knew. So I don't think he's ever worked with people who could do it the way they who could bring it out of him or that he felt he needed to. I want to see a Gargano against like a Thatcher now or a Pete Dunn. Like you hmm. should watch Gable and Gargano because it was it was eye opening and crazy. Hmm. Okay. I'll take you but, on that. But that's what I'm saying. If Ricky showed up and clobbered Gargano, well now you got some heel heat because the whole promo of Kevin Owens was that guys like Theory have don't have a place here anymore. You have to check your ego at the door. You have to work hard. You can't just have opportunities handed to you. If you had a Ricky come in and basically join forces with Theory for a little bit and be all like, yeah, we can't take every opportunity that's handed to us. And no, we don't have to go the same way you go. Like, you could get him in a huge program right away against somebody they're trying to push as a top dude as a major heel getting a ton of booze because i think he has a lot of fun as a heel even though he can be a great baby face i think he's got a lot of fun when he's being a heel uh I he think doesn't awesome. like, yeah he does not like to be classified as one or the other because he's like i am not either and i'm like excuse me he is he is yeah you are you are yeah. just like how you cody are. said that there weren't going to be baby faces and heels in AEW, you but are. There are. Yeah, there are. you are. Yep, yeah. you're you're taking this baby face thing now because we all saw that rock eyebrow you threw at the camera. Oh yeah, we saw that. Uh, Justin does we say Matt Hardy turning into Paul White with all these face and heel turns. You know, that's the other thing too is I know that people are like, oh, the person's so good they can do heel or face whatever you need. I don't think that people realize that they didn't mean week to week. They just mean in general. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. I can yeah. do that for a couple of years and I can do the other one for a couple of years. Like you got to make it make sense. But this back and forth business is crazy. Um, what do you think of Lucha? Unless, you're, unless your character was a schizophrenic. Oh yeah. That'd be neat. But you know who I think would the only character right now in re all of wrestling that, that could be so going mm -hmm. back and forth, back and forth. Dexter Loomis. Yeah. As annoying as that sounds and think thinking of that, he's the only one. Uh, Kevin Owens, I think, successfully does it. Yeah, but like if you were to go like one week you're bad, one week you're good, one week you're bad. Yeah. Kevin Owens does that sometimes. Well. I think he pulls it off really well because I think that he leans in very heavily to who he's up against and why his character would have an issue with that person. And if that means mm -hmm. in this particular week you're going to cheer me, cool. Next week I might have an issue with a guy that you like, though, and you're going to boo me, and that's cool, too. Like he's able to fluctuate yeah. that way in, in a – in a really more seamless way than most, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it works also because the whole prize fighter thing, right? Like, no, I've, I've yeah. got my beefs, and sometimes it's with bad guys, but sometimes it's with good guys, but it's my beef, you know? Yeah. Uh, do you think of Lucha Brothers against Swerve and Our Glory for the championship? That was, for me, one of the only real highlights of the damn show, let's be honest. Um, I I enjoyed seeing it. Um, it always kind of, when the Lucha Brothers got the trio title with, you know, death as a, as being death triangle, I had to sit there to myself and think, man, 
this wasn't that the first like any kind of gold that they've had in AEW? Because mm. I don't think they were the, the tag teams. No, 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 the Lucha Brothers. Did they not hold the tag championships once? I don't think they did. Huh. Then maybe not. Or maybe they've held no. Gold. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I was kind of like, oh man. I mean. This is great because I don't think that on the indies I've ever seen Swerve or Keasley versus either one of these two. Mm. So it was kind of nice to see. It was very refreshing because this is a combination of people that we normally don't see. So that's yeah. where I was like, hey, this is actually decent booking, Tony Khan. <laughs> but you know who uh, posted a TBT from one of these guys? Hammerstone against Penta really yeah that happened at some point i didn't realize wow yeah. damn that must have been a pardon the, the um overused word but that must have been a banger yeah yeah because those guys are two big strong freaking dudes and yeah you give me a good not a, a good like you know strong type of opponent against hammerstone and i am like all about that okay. all about that mm -hmm. yep mm-hmm I miss seeing Hammerstone actually too. By the way, yeah, me too. Just thinking that is coming back pretty soon. Yeah, but you know, but hey, I mean, I thought it, I I thought it worked really really well, you know. So mm -hmm. I'm a fan. That was a good match. Yeah, there was there was a few parts that were a little you know heavily worked that uh, didn't need to be so, but uh, otherwise. But pretty good that's the, that's the style though yeah you know and i thought about that too so. i was watching i was like man keith lee's really leaning into this style this indie style you know yeah uh that's that's his safe zone and i mean and rightfully so because i think that you know when he was on the indies and all the success that he has had with a lot of these guys that are on you know this roster and the other one yeah he's more comfortable doing that not that wwe style yeah, that's not. Seems to be. That's just not. That just is not him. Because Keith Lee can fly. You know, if he put himself to it, he could fly. I've seen him fly, and oh boy, yeah, I've been there when he's broken a ring. Mm -hmm. That was pretty. Yeah, two big dudes breaking a ring. It's like holy fuck. I thought there was like an earthquake. Oh, that's how massive, like the sound and the vibration was. Cool. Holy crap! Yeah. Mr. says, "Didn't Lucha Bros win that tag match?" I have no idea what match he's talking about, but maybe. Yeah. What? Morning. Yeah. Not last night. Not a lot is easy to remember. No, because we need um, to see the acclaimed. Uh, yeah. So the acclaimed comes out. I'll be honest. Uh, this promo specifically made me really like Max Caster and get really annoyed with Bowens. Like, Max Caster is very good when he's not trying to rhyme. Yeah. When he's just like speaking because he's pissed off at a dude, he came off really serious and genuine and it came off like oh, yeah. pretty fucking cool. Mm -hmm. And then Bowens grabbed the mic and did his best like ultimate warrior impression and screamed at the top of his lung a bunch of little catchphrases and threw the mic. And I was like, Ugh. yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but just, that's his it, job. It, yeah, that's but it's stupid. Job. It's stupid. I know it's super stupid. pro wrestling. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You did your this is 80s Tony pro Khan. wrestling promo. This is Tony Khan booking 101 yeah. right there. Yeah. That promo, those type of promos. 
yeah. you know, just be glad that they're not exploiting the fact that he is, he's gay. They could do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bishop says cage match, Penta hugged his family and shit. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I'm sure it happened, dude. Probably happened. I don't remember it. At Probably. All. If it was on yeah. pay-per-view, then I definitely didn't watch it. I don't yeah. that stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, you don't pay. Uh, but yeah, I actually, it made me really like, uh, Max Caster more so. Cause I've never been like so blown away by his raps. Um, and Bowen's I always thought was kind of loud and annoying, but it sort of fit the rest of it. Uh, where now I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm looking at the acclaimed, like the way I look at uh, street profits, uh, in the idea that when Ford wants to be serious, he's something else. He's something special yeah. to watch, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you've got. Dawkins on the other side who refuses to let that happen and he comes off as a cartoon and out of the out of the way. I'm getting the same vibes from Caster where when Caster wants to be serious, he's something else. Yeah. But Bones isn't gonna let that happen and he's gonna do his goofy shit and be loud and annoying yeah. for no reason. You go, okay, well one of these guys might have a really, really top of the card type future and the other guy might need to really tone down to get there. You know who they remind me of? Hmm. is uh, Chuck D and Flavor Flav. That's cool. Because Bowens is that clown. He had a boom box. Flavor yeah. Flav had that big old clock necklace, you know. And that's how I kind of see the two of them. And I've seen them that way for a while now. Yeah. But, I mean, I do, I do enjoy them. I do enjoy them. It's yeah. very interesting that subtly they're the most winning tag team yeah. Of all of AEW, it's really interesting. Yep. To me. Yeah. That they have that stat. So, I always think that's kind of cool because I do think the match will be cool, and I do think that it's time to put the titles on the acclaimed, though. I, I think so too. Time. Yeah. I think so too. I think because they're so right now, they're just so beyond over. Okay. Yeah. That you know, they it's almost like you kind of have to at this point. Yeah. And it's easy yeah. to see, even from somebody like me who doesn't like a lot of what they're doing, mm -hmm. you, you have to be stupid to say they're not incredibly popular and not doing it to the best of the ability and the fans don't love yeah. it. Like, they do. Like, yeah. that's it. They're they're your tag team, man. Like, push them. Whether mm -hmm. I like it or not, no concern. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. plenty of people like it. You don't need this just this one idiot to like it. You know, I don't – you don't need me. You got thousands yeah. of others, you know? Like, don't don't worry about me feeling annoyed. Do you do yeah. it the way you do it? Because there's a lot more people liking it than not. So, yeah. Just to say also that the critiques we do are meant to be not taken super seriously and pretty lightly and fun, right? Like, I don't like well, things. Not so when what? I hate. <laughs> not when I hate people. Some people we hate. Yeah. Grim Reaper coming yeah. through saying hi. Hi. Uh, Athena and Tony Storm against Britt Baker and Serena Deeb. Hmm. Parts of this match I really liked. Parts of it were a mess. It this did is end very up underwhelming. Or... Yeah, and now we're going to get a fatal four-way for the title again. With, and this is a total mess. I saw someone break this down on uh, on a on a thing here, and I pulled it up because someone tweeted it, but they aren't the person who wrote it. It's a screenshot of somebody else who wrote it, so it's a little hard for me to like give credit the right way. And so I'm just going to read what it is, but it's like bullet pointed. Says the new champion Tony Storm got pinned in a non-title match and was sacrificed to advance a feud that doesn't involve her. Which is true because it was all about Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, this whole feud. Yeah. 
Serena Deeb, the woman that pinned her, isn't getting a one-on-one match with the champion. Athena, who just lost a title match at Double or Nothing and was on the losing team tonight, is in the title match for some reason. Britt Baker is also in the title match, despite not pinning the champion like Deeb did and isn't the first in the rankings. Jamie Hayter, who is beyond pissed at Britt, beats down Tony instead and further makes her look like, like a chump and then leaves after yelling at Britt a little bit. Uh, we're getting yet another four-way women's match uh, in just under two weeks. We had one at pay-per-view, and the women were once again regulated, uh, relegated to the 9.20 p.m. slot, which is true. Someone's pointed that out a number of times. Every time the women's on, if you check your clock, it's 9.20, 9.24-ish, somewhere around there. And also mm-hmm. the majority of this match was in picture-in-picture. Picture. But, yeah, we have a, a four-way coming out of this match and the story that didn't build to a four-way whatsoever. This is a mess. It's an afterthought. Yep. Yep. Because hmm. should have been storm like against Steve. Deeb. This should have been a, a one-on-one storm against Deeb. Oh, but remember, Tony Storm couldn't remember her name. Sure, but she remembered it eventually. And she's <laughs> not the one he's booking. She doesn't have to remember names. Respect to your coworkers. I don't remember most of my coworkers' names. I don't have to. They wear name tags. No. I think Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and them need to wear a name tag because if I didn't know, you know. They should. That's a good point. Uh, did yeah, you anything, anything you want to say about any of this kind of mess that's the women's division right now? No, I, I will say this is that um, I'm like glad that Britt's going to get her ass handed to her by Jamie Hayter at some point. Um, I've been waiting for this for quite a long time. I think I said it on episode one. Um, it's a really, it's been a shit waste of Jane Hater, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of really good matches that she can have out there. So it's kind of a shame. Um, Deeb, it's very interesting. Like, once I think she lost after, we haven't seen her in a while on anything. So that was kind of shocking yeah. to kind of see her. And Tony and so, Deeb worked really, really well together. They did. They did. I need to see more of Tony and Deeb. Yeah. Because that right there, that's some good damn fucking wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, right there. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't know why, but I just am not feeling Athena in AEW. Yeah, something's. Yeah. Yeah. Something's not not right. I don't know what it is. She feels out of place. But I'm not, yeah. I don't know why. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh the main event was Brian Danielson against Chris Jericho. Uh Dana Bryan won. <laughs> Match was better than I expected it to be. Um definitely not match of the century by any means uh it yeah. was fine better than i thought it was weirdly slow and long for the for the for the platform right for an mm-hmm. aew match it took a really long time and it was very slow mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it was kind of nice in that regard it was a little something different a little change of pace uh, but i also felt okay. like it went on way too long at the same regard mm-hmm. uh but it wasn't bad things looked good did a good job chris jericho overacted in his selling a lot 
It was what it was. They cut themselves. So there's that. Uh, but then <laughs> we get to stare down uh, Moxley and uh, Daniel Bryan for the championship next week. And yeah. I think that match will be cool. Yeah. More excited for that match than there's anything in this whole tournament. Yeah. Oh, I will say this. I'm like, well, another WWE person versus a WWE person. Quit insulting my indie intelligence. Yep. Yep. And I know that people are going to complain about the concept of, of complaining about someone coming from WWE. Because I also agree with the idea that, like, just because someone worked in NXT or WWE, like, calling Keith Lee a WWE guy, I think, is a little unfair. They weren't champions. You know what I mean? Like, you aren't talking about mainstream champions. Like, Daniel Bryan and Moxley were world champions several times. Jericho, several-time world champion. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and Keith Lee wasn't there all that long, realistically. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, I also agree that sometimes people overuse the idea of like a WWE guy, but mm-hmm. as much as you can say that CM Punk or Daniel Bryan had ring of honor careers before WWE, they weren't the household names they became because of the amount of time they spent in WWE and they weren't the world champions they were in WWE. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I do think that this looks like a WWE title fight instead of an AEW title fight, yeah. which I don't know, for better or for worse, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Something to be said for champions, people you know as credible champions going for your title. But mm-hmm. there's also something to be said that within three years' time, you couldn't create one single in-house person who you think is on their level. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. the problem, is that you've had three mm-hmm. years to get one person to be believably contending for this championship, and you don't have one. Nope. That's why you're using these two. Because they came ready-made. Yeah, but you had one almost, but you dropped the ball with it. They've dropped the ball on a bunch of them. That's what I mean. They've gotten but, a bunch of opportunities to do that, and they failed yeah. them every time. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk NXT? Oh, yes. NXT. NXT. Uh, let's see. Do you want to talk NXT or PWI real quick? Let's talk about the PWI. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So I got that up Mm -hmm. here too. So the PWI 500 came out. Number one, we the ones. The bloodline is the ones. You got Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns being number one also means that Sami Zayn's technically number one because he's kind of an honorary oose. So I think that he's also an honorary oose. Like uns, like how do you say how do you say one in other languages that sounds like us? In German, um, eins. And there's un in un. French. Uno, yeah, he's mm-hmm. the honorary uno, the honorary mm-hmm. eins. You know what I mean? So basically, Roman mm-hmm. Reigns being number one makes Sami Zayn also technically number one. You know what I mean? But you know who's not number one. Drew McInfart? Uh, well, yeah, that's true, but no. <laughs> that's not what I was going. No. Best in the world, my ass, people. Yeah. None of the best in the world's made it in, in, to number one but Roman Reigns. Uh, number two was Okada. CM Punk was number three. Why uh, is Phil number three? Because he was the face of AEW for a year. I don't give a fuck. Regardless of not being the champion. That's their whole thing. They had a whole thing about how they determine who they get. And it's like, 
world title matches, world uh, um, big company feuds, things like that. Well, do they? Well, Well, obviously, this came out. They decided way before All Out. So that had anything. Yeah, I know, but if that. This goes from June to July of the of one year to the next, so the last July, August, September, the last two months don't don't count. Three months probably. Well, not all I know is this: you're oh, that's going to be the the fastest falling person in the history of that ranking system. It's going to be really funny when this next mm-hmm. year he's like two hundred and thirty four. Mm, maybe even lower. Uh, let's see. So you had Punk on three. Adam Page is four. That's funny. I thought he never did anything in this business. I know. Uh, hmm. You got uh, Bobby Lashley, five. Cody Rhodes, six. That's interesting. I yeah. think he'd be a little higher, you know? You'd think so, too. And I know that part of their argument is that, you know, the time frame. But the time frame includes his his uh, his flip. You know what yeah. I mean? That time frame includes him losing the TNT championship mm-hmm. uh, and going into WrestleMania and having just a crazy high end feud with Seth. Like mm-hmm. I would have thought he'd be as much as I love Bobby Lashley. And I really do. I'd have put Cody above Bobby, I think. Mm-hmm. Cause even though Bobby was put- a world champion during some of that, Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes was the talk of the, of the industry for a while. Yeah. Before. I would even put him above hangman. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be easy. I could even see that. Do CM Punk three, Cody Rhodes four, Page mm-hmm. five, Bobby six. I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. shuffle that just a little bit. That does seem a little low for mm-hmm. Cody, but you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to take away from the couple guys above him as well. Uh, Brian Danielson seven, L E E Hodel number eight, uh, nine Wait, was Big E, L L I have no idea. Was that a mech? Is that a luchador? Probably AAA, I would imagine. Okay. Uh, nine is Big E, and ten is Jonathan Gresham. Uh, notable ones below that: uh, uh, Moxley's twelve, Matt Cardona's thirteen. That's why I was wearing my "I'm Here" nice. for Cardona to be rank? thirteen. Is this the highest ranked he's ever been? It's got to be right. There's got to be no it other time be. he's been ranked this high. No way. I'd say he's probably. The highest rank he probably would had would probably be in the top fifty somewhere, between yeah. twenty five and fifty. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. He's ranked above MJF, Seth Rollins, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, Drew McIntyre, Jericho, Jay White, Braun Breaker, wow. Osprey, Sammy Guevara, Zack Saber Jr. These are all people he's above. Like people had killer years this year too, and he's above them. And I think the the thing that's the coolest for that. Because a lot of these numbers don't mean a lot, right? And we joke about it every year. We always joke about it because it's one person. We go, ah, boo, I don't like him. At the end of the day, they make this list to sell magazines. They put the person on the cover they think is going to move the most magazines. And that's why for the last three years, the cover has been AEW people because their their audience is primarily AEW-centric. They know that. They're aware of it. They're catering to that. And that makes sense, and it's smart. No one, I don't, I don't get mad when it's not a WWE person on the cover. But at the same time... When the women's came out, they knew that the WWE women were going to sell better than the AEW women. That's why you had Bailey on the cover. You had Becky on the cover. They knew that was going to sell, right? This is why Golden Spray will never be on the cover. 
Yeah. Okay. I'll never be on the cover. Uh, but what makes this cool for like a guy like a Cardona or like the Greshams or Hammerstones coming up the list is basically everyone underneath number one are people they just think people should be paying attention to if they're not in a specific order, right? More or less. Hey, here's people who are really important, had good years. But then you start getting into numbers where it's all like, if you aren't aware, you need to make yourself keenly aware. And for Cardona to be number 13 without any national platform, like you can say all you want, impact is national, but come on. GCW, how he fucking GCW put that shit, like turned that shit upside down. Yes. Primarily working in GCW more Mm -hmm. than anywhere else. Has Mm -hmm. any other impact person been that high? Has any GCW person ever been that high? You know what I mean? Like this is how Mm -hmm. cool and how good it is for Cardona between NWA, GCW, and Impact. And to be honest, the stuff he does in Impact, people don't talk about almost at all. They talk about his GCW and his NWA stuff and all the stuff he does all over the the country. And the The idea of Impact is like the least of the things that you talk about when it comes to him. Yeah, and his podcast Mm -hmm. series and all that. Like just super cool for Cardona. Yeah, you hear more Brian Myers out of Impact than you do um, with Cardona. Mm-hmm. When I think of when I think of Impact, yeah, yeah, and that's, arguably that's, Impact is his biggest platform, and it's the least exciting of all the things he does, and the least notable of all the things that he's doing. And that's not yeah. to say he's doing nothing of any worth there. It's just to mean that like your biggest platform's there, and yet everything you're doing on a smaller platform is getting more noise. Like that's awesome. Exactly. Exactly. Which is I'm waiting cool for him. him. I was hoping that PWG would book him because goddamn, yeah. yeah, that'd be kind of exciting. Be all coming in and being his fucking, you know, out. I've been trying to keep an eye for when he comes through LA again. I know I've missed a few of the GCW shows where he's been there, but I'm trying to catch him in LA one more time. Um, I don't know how Go much on the longer cruise. we're going to have him on the indies. Go on the cruise. The cruise is like a thousand dollars. I'm not spending a thousand dollars to meet Matt Cardona. You don't have to spend a thousand dollars. If anyone's got comps, let me know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I just think it's cool for Cardone. You know what I think he should do? And I think he will because I think he's one of the master merchandisers. He's got to yeah. come out with like a baseball jersey. He's got a number 13 on the back. He should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd buy one. Like that. Yeah, I would. <laughs> right, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really notable. Those were kind of the, those, the to me, that was kind of the bigger takeaways on it, you know? There's people I'm curious where they landed. Who do you want to know where they landed? I'll tell you. Sami Zayn's number 84. I know you were wondering. Oh, wow. Where's Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens was higher. He was 36. Hmm. So like 50 higher, which is also crazy to think that, you know, Sammy's doing some of the most incredible, notable work of his career. Mm-hmm. And he's and he'll yeah. never get the recognition he'll, he deserves. Suzuki's 44. Yeah. You go murder grandpa. Yeah. You're ranked, Jacob you're Fatu, ranked. 42. Wow. That's another one, you know, MLW, not, you know, really not on a big, big stage, you know. And he kind of walked away from MLW there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's Hammerstone? Where's Hammerstone? Because I know you mentioned Hammerstone, but you didn't say where. Yeah. Oh, I'm curious about. Um, there's a couple people I'm curious about. Is there I'm a wrestler just about... named Alexander? Uh, I don't know, maybe. Because I see that as number 24, and I don't see 
Hammerstone, and I wonder if the page just didn't put the last name because there's no way Hammerstone's not top 100. Nobody. Scrolling, scrolling. Well, there's there's a bunch of Alexanders, like Josh Alexander. Yeah, but this is Jess's Alexander, Alexander, and that's what makes me think it's supposed to be Alexander Hammerstone. I'm gonna I go to know, Hammerstone's. Um, I'm gonna go to his Twitter. I'm, I think he posted about it. Yeah. I'm gonna pull it up. Did our buddy Sam Stackhouse make it? Oh, that's a great question. Stackhouse should be on there somewhere. Let's look. Hold on. Let me mm -hmm. see. Um, Thursday, Sunday. Where's that going to be? Georgia. Um, uh, Hammerstone number 24. Yeah, there you go. That makes sense. Okay, it is him. Okay. okay. So, yeah, he's number 24 on the list that I'm looking at. They didn't put his last name there. Um, <laughs> let me see. Let's look up... Uh, Stackhouse. Not found. Oh, next year. That's your goal. I mean, shit, he's doing matches against James Storm. What the fuck? I know. Yeah. Come on, people. You need to know Sam Stackhouse. Come on, people. Where is yeah, um, Boom Boom? That's crazy. Who? Where's Boom Boom? Probably Boom Boom behind my shoulder. Cole Cabana. There's no way he's top. Nope, he's not on the list. He's not even top 500. Are you Didn't serious? Been on TV in a year. I can, I will tell you this. This is probably the first time in a long. I will say, as long as I've been a fan of his, and I've been a fan of his for over 10 years. I've never not seen him on there. The lowest I've ever seen him was like maybe in the two, the two hundreds, and that was just him doing indie shit. Yeah. yeah. Tony Khan and fucking Punk, fuck you, because you basically killed this man's career, and that hurts my heart. Okay. I wonder if Marty was ranked, even though he's not doing anything. Let's see, there's one Robert Marty Martyr. That's uh, yeah, I know who Robert yeah. Martyr is. Um, he made Robert Martyr's 482. So he barely okay. made the list. Reggie's 490. That's funny. Um, <laughs> what uh, who else? Who's going to be looking for before we go into eight? Hey, Marty, we're going to NXT. Oh. I, I looked at Marty's on the list. What, even though he's a champ over in Europe and Puerto Rico, in Puerto Rico and Europe? Come on now, yeah, it doesn't matter. Mighty have fallen. He was like yeah. he was still at least ranked last year. Um, you know, he didn't do shit. But anyways, um, where's Hobbs at? Hobbs. Then you say something like one wow. And Ricky was what fifty some on? Uh yeah, Starks was much higher. Interesting. Is uh fifty three. Interesting. Yep. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Hmm. And where's Janella? Probably not on there either because fucking. Uh, two hundred and sixty. Well, you go, Joey Janella. Yeah. Yep. If anybody else has any questions in the chat where people landed, I know you probably already looked some of them up, but. Mm -hmm. Damn, I can't believe that Colt's not even in the fucking. 
Tony Khan, you killed me. Seriously, like. Gotcha. Yeah, I understand Marty, but Colt. Yeah. Come on now. That hurts my heart. It really does. Yep. Yep. Well, let's talk uh, NXT then. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, let's see. He did open up with Steel Cage Championship, pretty deadly against the Creed Brothers. It's an interesting way to do the finish, having uh, Kemp come out and handcuff the guy, and is pretty good i just just kind of don't care about any of these teams so it's yeah kind of like even when i was watching stuff and it looked good it was it, it almost felt analytical watching it you know what i mean yeah. like i wasn't invested in it at all i was just like oh that's a very well executed mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah something's definitely missing i just don't like pretty deadly so i really wasn't i was like yeah but then I thought, you know what? It's it's the uh, one year anniversary of two point and yeah, let's get the crap out of the way. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, they showed a bunch of video packages, kind of celebrating two point mm-hmm. in between almost every. Like, it was seemed like it felt like every single commercial break there was one. Maybe it was every few. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there was a couple of them. We had Fallon Henley versus the Last Legend. Uh, it was pretty cool seeing the the Connor Cure kid come out with them and all that and it was a fine match it was you know it was, it was what it was it was a match on the yeah. card it wasn't bad but yeah they're both it wasn't getting better. great yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh I toxic will... attraction oh wait, go ahead i will say i know it comes up a little bit later but i did love the segment with uh wendy choo not because i'm a choo choo on the choo choo train but i thought that was just great she got ghetto back up on Lash, Lash Legend, and it was great. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, Toxic Attraction backstage was pretty good, and they came out, mm-hmm. and they were cutting the promo. Alba Fire came out, started mm-hmm. picking everyone up with a bat. Actually, oh, yeah. it looked really good. A lot of times people use bats. It looks terrible because they're clearly she was like trying hard. Oh, she was great. I couldn't believe oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cora Jade had her really cool promo where she was just tearing the yeah. locker, locker room apart mm-hmm. oh, that was awesome that was a good one oh. mm-hmm. anything you want to say about any of those any of that stuff no i i enjoyed them all you know yeah. um i really did kind of chorus was great because you just really saw all of the you know you kind of got it in your mind oh, okay i can see where a lot of this angst is coming from you know yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um quincy elliott versus sean gallagher what'd you think of this i don't i i don't honestly like i just yeah. was like oh it feels to me it feels exaggerated and so yeah. it doesn't come off very authentic and then i feel like that NXT's done a pretty piss poor job of making you understand when they're celebrating something versus mm-hmm. not understanding if they're mocking something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you go a little too heavy on stuff, like I don't get the impression that this person is like that to this extent. I get the impression they're like this a little bit, mm-hmm. but it comes off kind of unauthentic and I just kind of think it comes off silly. I go, oh, okay. 
I mean, a person might be like that, but it doesn't, it's not coming across the TV if they are, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I just kind of was like, well, okay. This, are we going back to the 2.0 that I did not like? That was just kind of my thought yeah. of it. And I'm like, please say no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Because I didn't even like the referee spot they did at the end of it, too. Was no. Unnecessary. That's something, too. I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of any community ever. But I feel like, and I'm not trying to, uh, I feel like it's got to be relatively uncomfortable to see so many so many open performers also become very sexually aggressive with it. I feel mm -hmm. like that can't be something that everyone in those communities loves. You know what I mean? No. Because that's, that's also where... a stereotype. And I would feel like yeah. that's a stereotype that you wouldn't want to progress. That's where I give Tony Khan some credit with. Yeah. Because Bowens, you don't get that. Just, no. He's obnoxious yeah. because... Yeah, yelling like the ultimate warrior, and you know, wow, is and obnoxious. He's even <laughs> tweeting, he doesn't do it in such an overly aggressive way. He does it in a really like yeah. tongue-in-cheek, passive way, which is funny. Yeah, and then Sunny Kiss, same thing, because you yes. could with Sunny Kiss, yeah, have gone in you know a certain direction, but he he, he has not. So yeah. I think that, and it's and Thank also you. with um the women who are LGBT part of the community. Too, you don't see that's not forced down your throat and yeah. it's not uncomfortable you know what i mean because i think someone i shocked when i said oh yeah you know who is it diamante is her i think i want to say kiara hogan is diamante's old lady i think could be i think so or and i know layla hirsch there she has a partner there too i can't remember who but there's quite a few and it's like well you know he doesn't they don't shove that down your throat. These are the people in the community. Yay. Yeah. Granted, the only thing I think that was shoved as far as the community is concerned is, you know, the Cody Rhodes, you know, charity shirts. But, you know, mm -hmm. I miss those. And why aren't you doing those in AEW? Because, hello, isn't it kind of like Hispanic Heritage Month right now? Kind of, sort of. Yeah. Started in the middle of the month and it's kind of weird. Where's your shirt, Cody? I would buy one. Okay, because I miss them. But there's no shirt. They've done a lot less uh, for the community and for their charity since then, too, which you'd think that yeah. they put they put in somebody to take over that position and you don't see or hear about it anymore. So I don't know if that's yeah. good or bad or if they're just doing it silently. Oh, oh, but, oh you mean the, like the Culture City stuff? Yeah. yeah uh, don't see about it which McCulloch's in charge of that now? I know who's in charge of it now, but I'm just saying yeah. that there is somebody in charge of it now and you don't hear about it much anymore. And I just wonder if no, it's because don't. they don't do as much or because they're just trying to do it more silently, but there isn't the merch like there used to be. And I, I agree with yeah. you that that was something they could have done. Uh, where this though, because I, I even want to go back and say that <laughs> the act or, or presence of anybody from any sexual orientation isn't in and of itself uncomfortable. It's the sexually aggressive stuff that becomes uncomfortable. I didn't like Indy and Dexter. That's no secret. If your whole gimmick is that this is your relationship or this is who you like to have sex with, I just get really like, I just don't care. You know what I mean? So like, you, must, you must like 
flip out then when you see Sammy and uh, Ty Mello. That just yeah, to me, is, I don't like that that's stuff at all. Much. At all, I don't like. It's like yeah, put your tongues back in. Okay, we get it. Yeah, we get it. Because we bottom line, it. I don't care. I don't care. Like I'm not rooting for you or against you because of any of that. It is as static as it gets. So when you make that your entire presentation, I can't mm -hmm. care to want you to win or lose. I need yeah. more than that data for yeah. me to be. Yeah. There's no substance to that. Oh yeah. Cheer for me because I'm gay. No, I'm not going to boo you because you're gay, but I'm not cheering for you because you're gay. I need no. to know that there's more to a human being than just their orientation. Yeah. You know, it's why I was, I had a hard time with Riddle for a long time. He was just stoned all the time. That's not enough for me to cheer. You want me to cheer for you because you're stoned? I don't care. No, that's, no, no. There are people I have known in my life where their entire identity is that they smoke weed. And that's how Matt Riddle came across. His entire well, identity is that he smokes weed. That's not enough of an identity to make me give a shit. One way or the other. You're static until you have some substance to who you are. And if it turns out that's as that's that is it, that's as much substance as you get, then I just will never care when you're on screen. Well that you know I mean? that's pretty much his thing, you know. Sure. Whereas when you get someone like uh I'll use Joey Janella. Joey Janella is fucking him at Cardona. These are guys that like fucking they got a fucking million bags up, you know, tricks up their sleeves. Yeah, yeah. You know? And you don't know. And that's what's kind of exciting about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but we'll see. It's just the first match. It was fine in ring. Execution was all fine. I liked the uh, King Mabel gear. I think the bonsai drop was a cool finish for for Quincy. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So we'll see. I just don't like you said. I just don't care yet. That wasn't enough for me to care. But there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Uh, D'Angelo family against Cameron Grimes and surprise, surprise. Who could have ever guessed Joe Gacy? By his side, <laughs> I thought this match was great. I, yeah, I I do love Cameron Grimes' promo. How it was a little bit serious. Yeah, and you know he's like I don't you know his whole I don't need anybody, you know, to take me to the moon. Yeah, that was great. We don't see that, yeah. and thank God he's not losing any more body hair, Justin. That's true. Justin was wrong on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked all this. I even liked the uh, the the stuff afterwards, the fight, mm -hmm. or, like the yelling. Uh, mm -hmm. It kind of made me wonder. Remember, I kept seeing the, that like it feels like Grimes is is having less and less of an identity, and I thought that they were leaning into he could join Joe Gacy and then get an identity shift. It yeah, feel like they're still towing that line. They're still heading that direction. They're just slow playing it. Yeah, and the slow the slow play in this case is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that because I feel like sometimes I feel like I think the LA night program was a little rushed. Yeah. I could have, you know, personally, I would have liked that to a little, have gone a little longer. Yeah. But I think that, that this is a good way to really kind of establish Gacy's stable and things like that. Because now that we don't have Legato anymore, mm. you know, you need something, not saying you need a carbon copy of Legato, but you really need something that is, that's got a little bit more teeth into it. Mm. More so than what you would see with Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. And even D'Angelo's you know? down to a tag team. Yeah. He was really looking like a force for a minute. Now he's just a tag team. So. Yeah. Now you're just too, you're just like, um, 
you guys selling pizza with a little lackey. You know, yeah. Yeah. You're uh, not a Don anymore. I don't know what you are. That's true. He doesn't come off like he's in charge of stuff like he used to. Uh, Nikita <laughs> Lyons and Zoe Stark against Keanu James and Ariana Grace. I thought the match was good. Yeah. Yeah. I just am thinking, is that what they're going to be really kind of pushing for Zoe Stark and, and Nikita Lyons is the tag? Because it's kind of it's kind of sad, especially with Zoe Stark. But I mean, if that's what they're doing, then that's what they're doing. That was my takeaway too. Is that it was all good, but it made me also bummed out for Zoe, where I was like, Zoe's just going to be latched onto this tag team now, I guess, for a while. Because I did wonder what was going to happen. They were cutting those promos, and they were going to be in the tag tournament, and then the the stuff happened, and they couldn't do it. So I was like, well, are they just going to drop the tag team? Are they going to be like, no, no, we're still. So they're leaning more into the tag team than not. So, yeah, at least they have good chemistry together. Because, yeah, if know, not, then good. that would be, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, JD McDonough cut that backstage promo. On, uh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tyler Bate. So now I guess McDonough and Tyler Bate are going to have a match for number one contender, which is kind of mm. wild because they're the last two people to contend for the title. So it was a little interesting to me. Like, we're going to get a rematch either way. Do you want it to be Bate or McDonough? I kind of, in a way, want it to be, well, I'm very 50-50 on it. But in a way, I kind of want it to be Bate so he sticks around a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't know what the plans are with some of these people because um Mako was gone this week yes. he didn't hear which was weird to me so that's where i kind of would rather it be bait yep. i do think that at the other side of this mm-hmm. either braun breaker or tyler Bate are going to the main roster probably braun I don't know. I think they're both fine to stay and they're both fine to go when you really break it down. Uh, I don't know. I got the Braun vibes. You know, after the promo package, kind of. Yeah. That's where I was getting that. But yeah, that's where it's probably going to go. But. And I think that if if one of them's going up and if it's I think if it's if it's Braun mm-hmm. who's going to go up, then I think maybe you give it to him, McDonough, and have Tyler Bate chase McDonough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Although, like you said, you could have Tyler Bate as champion for a year down there and just be his own version of the final boss. And, and mm-hmm. I don't think it would take too much for McDonough to get eventually called up. And if you already have a psychopath like a Joe Gacy, do you also need a McDonough down there being an, an equal psychopath? Maybe McDonough's more ready for the main roster than we give him credit for. I don't know. Maybe. But that breaker sit-down was right then after that, too, and I thought that was really good and really cool, and, yeah, I thought it was great. Like you said, there was a lot of it that made me think, like, he's definitely ready for the main roster, but we've been saying that for months. I know. So, What'd you think of Hank Walker and uh, uh, Big Body Javi? Oh, God. 
I think I kind of like walked away. It was one of those ones of, oh God, why? Right. And I'm like, oh, mm. no. Yeah. I already don't like the big, uh, the, I don't like Javi's character. I already don't like that. I'm just like, so yeah. Stupid. I yeah. like how over Hank was. The crowd was loving yes. Hank. They even had Hank yeah. 316 signs. That was cool. I thought it was great. <laughs> At one point, he rips his shirt off and people cheered because he wasn't in very good shape. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the like common was... man. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of those common man type vibes too. And I thought that was cool. So I think this is really cool for Hank. But I was even saying that a couple of weeks ago about Javi, that his whole shtick doesn't make a lot of sense to me because he's just clearly not that big. But that I was no. really liking what it was doing for Hank. And my, my thought at the time was that this is going to catapult Hank into something. And it looks like it's doing Yeah. That. Yeah. And it's cool because like Hank, it's like, this is like, he's like just one of the dudes. You know, it's one of us. So that's where I kind of like there that how it's going in that trajectory. Yep. I'm but the match, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could have done without it. It was a tough one to think of, like, because there was times where I thought they could have made it shorter. It definitely didn't need to be longer. But then I thought about, like, yeah. if you made it shorter, it could undermine. Javi is the per, is the trained wrestler. You don't want to undermine the concept of it being difficult to do what he did. Yeah. But he's also just not the tougher guy. But also, I would have like because a lot of the um, the video packages were really really good. Mm -hmm. I would I would have liked another one, you know, if that yeah. was a little shorter and got it, you know. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the Grayson Waller thing backstage was funny. He's a good. He's really good. <laughs> that was the best. Um, at one point in the back, they had told Wes. Lee that he was going to be contending for the North American Championship. Carmelo and Trick beat the snot out of Wesley, leave him laying dead in a locker room, moving on, and then on the I way. I swear. Towards... Go ahead. Wesley is the fucking goddamn fucking Rodney Dangerfield of NXT right now. You know, like, you know, no respect. No respect. Yeah. Poor guy. You lose everything. You, you know, I don't want to call him the NXT jobber because, you know, he's no much better than that. But damn, dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, was, now, I was excited for Wes and then I was bummed for Wes and I was like, yeah. And really especially because, thing. yeah, especially because when I finally watched it, I already had known because before someone had ruined it, not, not you, Marsha or anybody, but someone on my timeline ruined the fact that who won who's and new and i was like yeah and then i'm like oh but oh yeah i yeah. didn't realize i didn't know that west was supposed to have the the shot but i get how they did it and why they did it because obviously you know the bloodline you got to think you know he was there yeah. he, you know did big things at the castle you know so yeah because you can't be showing up with nothing at yeah, that time, I do wonder that if with Wesley, because he was clearly screwed out of this thing, if his whole shtick moving forward is going to be more or less that he's owed something, you know what I mean? Like that was taken well, away from him. Does he get a match with Melo and win, or does he go after the North American title, or you know what I mean? Like what's next for Wes? Didn't Gacy come around to talk to or Wes? Or am I just, yeah, or am I, I remember that. Maybe. hallucinating? I might be hallucinating. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I'd be into a creepy. That's another thing. one that would be a victim, quote unquote. Yeah. 
Although I'm still holding out my heart of hearts that Nash Carter will be back with Trey Miguel. Mm. So I'm hoping. Maybe so. So uh, Carmelo and Trick come out and they're talking their shit. And then all of a sudden the music hits. It's solo Sokoa. He comes out and he says, I told you I got next. Punches Mello right in the face. Throws <laughs> Trick out of the ring. And then the match starts. I don't know if you saw Drew McInfart versus Solo on SmackDown. No. It was a little underwhelming. Solo didn't get a whole lot in. He got some good strikes, but not a lot of power moves or anything. So you didn't really get a show off. And a lot of it revolved around the Usos and Sammy. And Solo was almost secondary in that match. Yeah. This definitely made up for it on the other side. This yeah. this was awesome, I thought. Yeah. What do you think? You know, if anyone was going to beat Mello, because I had a feeling after the after um i had a feeling that there was not going to be a number nine mm. and that it it was going to move on and i think because of that showing with ricochet that solidified that you're in the wrong place obviously trick you still need to kind of dig in the trenches so that's where i can kind of see maybe there's going to be a program where you're going to see Trick and uh, Wesley mm-hmm. again and again. So maybe he might have another shot at Mellow and he beats Mellow finally and then Mellow moves on. You know? Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, but I will say that this was something that for me, one, it was a long time coming. Two, um, with Solo Sokoa, it just kind of, to me, the light bulb went on and it's like, oh, this all makes sense now. But then part of me was like, well, shit, because that Clash of the Castle, does it mean he's going to stay up there? Mm-hmm. You know? So that's where I'm kind of like questioning a lot of a lot of things, because there were a lot of people that were up there, you know? And are they staying? Are they coming back? You know, who knows? So that's where I'm at with it. But it was fantastic. Yeah, I'm wondering if this was also a sign of like, I question if they're starting to blur the line between NXT. And even at the very end after the match, they had that Shawn Michaels Uh narrated little segment about 2.0 and we're growing and we're changing and everything's always the same ethos more or less. And the the graphic goes from NXT 2.0 to just a shiny gold and kind of a silvery black look and... The 2.0 goes away, and a lot of people are like, the black and gold is back, and I was like, or they just shaved off the 2.0, and it's going to be somewhere in between. Like, I have a feeling it's probably a little bit more in between than it is just the other one. Although That's you why you have that, that silver color. It's like gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the logo in between the N and the X, the way that they did the, the gold on there, I swear to God, there's a D. It's DX, I'm telling you. But probably if you symbolism is everywhere. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think they're going to blur it a little bit more. I think that we may not have a world where Natty just disappears from SmackDown for two months and is in NXT fighting Cora Jade never to talk about it again. You know what I mean? Like, I think we might have something more like the Dolph Ziggler, Braun Breaker thing where Dolph won the NXT championship and now he was on raw. And then Braun from NXT shows up and takes that championship back. Like, 
I think with yeah. Solo, we're going to, I think it's just another step in the idea of like, hey, it's not a different universe. It's not a different, it's not the third brand, but it is a blurred sort of maybe back and forth where it's like, yeah. it is one of our shows. It is our mm -hmm. feeding system, mm -hmm. but we have crossovers that matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be like AJ showing up and then Grayson Waller being in the crowd one time and never being talked about again ever. And it's like, okay, what was that? Well, I don't know. Especially with you having like the Dexter Loomis story where he comes in and they didn't want to talk about him. They said he must be some disgruntled NXT guy. And they were trying to blur that line. I think the idea mm -hmm. of a blurred NXT presence is is probably something more along the lines of what we'll be getting. I think it's going to be pretty cool if that's the case. Mm -hmm. I don't know about how long they're going to let the NXT North American title be on the main roster, though. Yeah, or who would take it from him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I wonder. Yeah, and I wonder what Sami Zayn's going to do next. I think there's a good chance mm -hmm. he tries to get the 24-7 title or makes his own title. Like, I could see him showing up with his own little shitty constructed belt. I could see Sami Zayn showing up with an old European title. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, sort of like how when Hacksaw found the TV championship in the trash can. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, and then he was just suddenly the TV champion. Mm -hmm. I could see something like that happening with Sami. Where he just, like, goes around the warehouse and finds an old title that just hasn't been seen or heard from in a long time. And just goes like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's... No, this one's mine. I've been it the whole time. You just must not have known. Mm. That's my thought. Really excited for Solo, though. I think that it's really awesome uh, for him to come back mm -hmm. and get such a good victory. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it all goes. I'm excited for this new NXT because I don't believe for a second it's going to be black and gold straight up. I think mm -hmm. there's going to be much more somewhere in between. Yeah. I Yeah. I don't feel like and as someone who you know obviously came in toward the end of the the black and gold era it's it's not and i think that it's more of you know this is this new like hybrid there's a little bit of everything for everybody this is what i think if it really if aew was handled the correct way that could be something about that we it would be something like what we're going to see with this new nxt and i'm on board for it now i will say that it did get a couple of my friends who don't watch nxt don't really watch the wwe product except for you know the occasional pay-per-view here and there they're really interesting interested in it and they were like oh yeah black and gold that's why i'm like no 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 no, no. it's not going to be black and gold again you know yeah. because if you they're really the indies are kind of tapped out right now they've been tapped out because if there were people that they were going to sign they would have already done it the ones that are still around yeah so and you know they haven't the only people who are getting signed are wwe release somebody aw picks them up yeah you know so um i'm waiting for some of these AEW people when their contracts are ending or they just don't they're not on TV anymore them to all of a sudden look and see hmm are they going to 
what are they going to do? Are they going to, um, you know, are they going to snatch people up or what's going on? Like a Starks or a Hobbs or a, you know, those kinds of people. But yeah. who knows? Yeah. Should be interesting. Yep. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We will see. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I don't have the whole thing up, but there's some TV show that Mr. Spectacular is a part of now. Some relaunch thing. I don't know what it is, but it's supposed to be. Wasn't cool. he on like? Wasn't he on like Big Brother, like Luchasaurus uh, was? That might be right. He might have been on Big Brother. Yeah, I think so. Because the only other wrestler that I know that was on a reality show besides The Miz, uh, was uh, Johnny Survivor. Also known as J John Morrison, also known as Johnny Mundo. Oh. Johnny, insert your name. Johnny, um, Johnny Elite. Uh -huh. Yeah, whatever. My mom just discovered him on the episode. She goes, Oh, there's a wrestler on here. And I go, Oh, are you talking about John? Huh. Like, yeah. I go, I know him. I've always been wanting to ask him, though, about his survivor time. Because yeah. it was interesting to me. But anyways, this is a totally different topic, but whatever. All right. We'll see how it all plays mm -hmm. out. Next week, we're getting the old Ash Arch Stadium. I don't know. It's New York. AEW. Yeah. Again. Champion. East Coast. Yep. When's our next pay-per-view? I feel like we've got pay-per-views coming up. I have no idea. They do all the special shows. That's probably I can't even remember if there's anything that they do. Yeah. I don't know. And I feel know. like the, a lot of the booking feels week to week right now because I feel like there's a lot up in the air. So some suspensions well, have already been lifted, some are not. So we'll see. Who's been lifted? I some of the producers. The producers. Christopher Daniels, uh, Nakazawa, uh, Pat Buck. Um, I think one other person. They're all back. If you tell me Ace Steel, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, no, I think Ace Steel was never an employee there, which is a whole other thing, but I don't know. What? We'll be back next week right here in the dive bar of the IWC, because uh, I believe that the women's PW500 or 150 or whatever they do has got to be coming out. We'll have to break that down a little bit, have some fun yeah. with it, see where everybody lies. Uh, outside of that, guys, you ready for last call? Yep. Thank you guys for coming through, being our drinking buddies and having a drink with us. We'll be back. Uh, next week. That's the last call. Cheers. Produce a lady or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rock.